Hello and welcome to another episode of Cancer with Craig, Managing Your Illness as a Project. My name is Kirk Faulkner and with me today is Mr. Craig Faulkner. It's great to be here, Kirk. Thank you. We've had a long day out at the ranch today. We're just coming back and we thought we'd capture some conversation in a podcast. That's right. We were uh, doing a little target shooting. Yeah. Yeah, you did really good. I mean, I got to say, you were a better aim than I was. Well, what can I say? I'm, <laughs> I'm ready to put anyone down if they come at us. Uh, no, that was really fun. This is going to be episode 12, and we were just wow. just recently talking about your remission. Remission. <laughs> we were celebrating, maybe celebrating just a little too soon. Just a little too soon. So why don't you catch us up with what has gone on? Last time we talked to you, your M-spike had fallen to zero, right? and you had gone into remission, but you did have a chest cold. That's right. Now, the goal of the stem cell transplant and the major chemoblast that I went through back in May was to really push me into a remission. And I was told that after 100 days from the date of my stem cell transplant, which was May 25th, that I would start my oral chemo again. And so I hit the 100-day mark within the last couple of weeks. Right about that time, just really three days into my starting the chemo again, I caught a chest cold. I was up in Utah, and I'm not going to blame it on the grandkids, but it probably... (laughs) we'll blame it on the grandkids. (laughs) It probably was one of the grandkids. I caught a chest cold, and the thing that the doctors want to know when you're on chemo is they want to know if you have any illness. And if you do, you're supposed to report to them. I reported to them and they stopped me from taking my chemo until I got better. Well, make a long story short, when I went back to have my blood test uh, for my next appointment, I took my blood, did the blood test, and the follow-up appointment showed that my M-spike had gone up point two, which isn't huge, but still isn't good. Both Marilyn and I were, needless to say, we were a little disappointed because, you know, we had the appointment before that, we had just kind of reached the goal of a zero M spike. And we were both kind of under the impression that once you had accomplished that zero M spike, that, you know, you would then be going into a long-term zero M spike remission. And I think the reality for me is, and and you and I were talking about this, Kirk, right, on the ride home today, I think there probably are some people, and I think it's probably the exception, not the rule, that once they reach a zero M spike, they go into this remission, they don't have to do much about it, and it can be long term. But the doctors did tell me, you know, prior to doing this stem cell transplant, that I would have to take the Revlimid and that helps keep you in a remission for a longer period of time. So I think my reality, and kind of the aha moment that I had when we were told my end spike had just creeped up just a little bit, is that like so many things in life, uh, like managing a long-term project, right? going back to the uh, subtitle of this podcast, you've got to stay on it. I mean, really, that's been my reality you know, in business. You think when we started this last company, Faulkner Media Group, this SaaS-modeled company, software as a service, yeah. and we thought, well, once we got a certain number of people on the platform, certain number of advisors, you know, there would be world peace and prosperity, and, <laughs> and all would be well. But what you discover along that road, you know, in this last business, in growing this business, there were always 
new things to attend to, new features that we wanted to add. And so... Take some perseverance. It really does. It really does. And I think whether it is an illness that you're trying to manage or a project you're trying to manage or a relationship you're trying to manage, I'm just continually reminded in life that it is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Yeah. I wasn't really taken back too strongly. I mean, it was a little bit of a bummer, but it doesn't mean that the stem cell transplant wasn't affected. I think it just becomes more important for me to stay healthy and stay on this uh, oral chemo. Right. Yeah. So the irony of the situation is how are you feeling right now? I feel good. I feel really good. I have had something kind of rare. It's said that I've never had before. And again, I think this is a result of my mm-hmm. condition, I have a condition with my jaw, uh, it's called TMJ, where your jaw is clicking and then my jaw is yeah. locked shut. Now, obviously it's not locked super tight because we're here Wouldn't talking. Wouldn't be able to podcast. We would not be able to podcast. But I can tell you this much, there is no way I can open my mouth wide enough to eat a double-double at in and out Oh, wow. There's no way I could get a hamburger in yeah. my mouth right now, which is probably good. you're truly handicapped. Can, if you can't... <laughs> <laughs> eat an entire double-double, then you're not at full capacity. But that's interesting. So you think that this is related to the condition, the cancer? Well, I think TMJ is a combination of me grinding my teeth. I think I started grinding my teeth right around 2008, 2009, right around the recession. <laughs> and I've been grinding my teeth ever since then. And I think it's a combination of if you're a teeth grinder and also I think certainly stress and body posture. I mean, there's a lot that goes into right. having a jaw problem. And so heaven knows I don't need to go on more doctor's appointments, but I am now faced with the glorious challenge of finding a TMJ specialist. I've gone to a couple of docs that are downright, I don't want to say scary, but weren't taking the approach that yeah, uh, I was Yeah, they didn't inspire with. a ton of confidence. No, no. And how you overcame Sounds it. Sounds like a know. tricky, tricky thing. We were just looking at some looking up some things on the internet on the way home. And it sounds like it's definitely a problem with a lot of people out there. Right. It is. It's a problem. I kind of laughed to myself. I asked actually someone at Faulkner Media Group if they've ever had any trouble with TMJ. And they said, no. And they said, well, what's TMJ? And I said, well, you know, it's, I forget the the long-term title to it, but also called Lockjaw. Lockjaw. I said, well, TMJ can start with your jaw clicking, your joints clicking in your jaw. And you can also have a ringing in your ear. You can have a pain in your eye socket. I mean, there's a lot of different ways that it manifests itself. And he goes, well, I do have an excruciating pain in my jaw because I'm a teeth grinder. And I said, do your jaw ever click? He said, oh, yeah, it clicks. I said, well, then you have TMJ. <laughs> and he said, oh. Oh, then I guess I do have some yeah, experience So, so he's anxious to hear my research. <laughs> so I think that it probably is a little more common, but where it really gets you know, kind of critical path that you do something about it is when your jaw locks up like mine did. Yeah. And interestingly enough, it locked up after I had caught this chest cold. Hmm. So who knows? Yeah. Who knows? One other thing we were talking about in the car that I think is applicable, especially when you're thinking about long-term project planning, is uh, you were mentioning to me that um, one thing that happened the last time you were at the doctors is you started asking for some information and they started giving you information and you suddenly decided you didn't want any more information. That's right. I started to ask the oncologist what were the long-term side effects 
if any, and I knew there were, there had to be some with taking this oral chemo because the pathway for me to keep my M spike down this oral chemo. And he said, well, there are some downsides to it. And then he started to talk about the fact that a multiple myeloma patient that takes this Revlimid is more susceptible to secondary types of cancer. And then he scolded me for not using more sunblock because I had been out in the sun. I've been trying to get exercise walking. And he said, you're more susceptible to skin cancer. He said, you're more susceptible to secondary types of cancer, like leukemia. And I kind of said, okay, that's enough information. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know what the percentages are, but you bring that up, Kirk. And I think about when I started Faulkner Media Group, I did some research. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of times when you start a project and you're excited about diving into it, there can be a lot of reasons that you will stop if you're not careful. Right. And I'm not saying run ahead with projects kind of willy-nilly without being thoughtful, but sometimes too much information is not good for the soul and does not motivate you to charge ahead. While I try to stay informed about my illness, I am careful about spending too much time on the internet because you can spend time on the internet reading about multiple myeloma and become really really discouraged. Right. Uh, And so I think that is really true in managing our lives and the projects that we're involved in. Yeah. You don't want to read too much about statistics or else you'll just become one. You will. Yeah. (laughs) I like that. I like that. It's been a very interesting last three or four weeks, but all in all, I feel good. Yeah. Other than the TMG, I have a little ringing in my ear right now, but I am confident that I will get to the bottom of it. You definitely seem like you're in good spirits. Definitely, it's not good news to hear that the M spikes back up. But at the same time, there's a bunch of stuff that's not good news. And what are you going to do? Let it ruin a perfect day of going out and shooting guns? Oh, that's right. All is well in San Diego. And I think we're handling cancer as a long-term project the very, very best we can. (laughs) I feel the same way. All right. Well, is there anything else we uh, need to cover in this episode? One of the things that we are talking about is we're talking about reintroducing something that I did back in college uh, to help manage projects. And that's a a little planner. And that's not planter. That's planner. P-L-A-N. N-N-E-R, called Fold Your Own. Oh, wow. And so we'll be talking about that here. You brought that out, Fold Your Own Planner. Maybe foldyourownplanner.com will be up sooner than we hope. Well, we never know. That's a fun planner that I used. It has nothing to do with technology, but it is very, very simple. It does have to do with long-term projects. It has a lot to do with long-term. A lot to do with that. With long-term projects. It will become the official planner of Cancer with Craig. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. All right. Yeah, that is a good little teaser. Okay. Well, as always, good being on the podcast with you. Yeah. And thank you for hosting. I appreciate it. All right. Okay. Till next time, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks. <laughs>